<laughs> yeah, you know what? Fire it up. Good day. You are listening to a podcast, but this isn't just any podcast. Just any podcast couldn't do this. All this. What the? This is the podcast. Starring the tits. Starring the tits. Start. The uh, starring the Ted Smith and Cobb. <laughs> the podcast starts. You better wear a helmet now. Woo. The podcast episode two twenty seven. This greatest podcast in all the land. All the land. <laughs> What's up, with your boy the Ted Smith, host of this here podcast, the greatest podcast in all the land. All the land. All right, episode two twenty seven. I'm just gonna keep saying the same stuff over. <laughs> Anyhow. The left of me is, as, as always, is my burner buddy. He's always here unless he's somewhere in Southeast Asia on two wheels. He goes by the name of Cobb. Cobb, what's going on? Crude price <laughs> is falling this week as shale continues to overproduce. Closer to home, strong analyst sentiment coupled with reduced short-term liabilities, strengthening the balance sheet. Share prices continue to move higher this week as the bad boys of summer prepare for meltdown. Will Ted channel his inner shaman? Will the boys leave it all behind? We'll investigate at six. All right, back there on the wheels of steel, getting the studio all set up, watching me repeat myself is uh, Matt Comer, the producer, MCTP. What's up, Matt? Oh, hey, Ted. <laughs> like, I knew I screwed up something as soon as I started talking. I just didn't realize was, how bad. I was like, oh, that's early. It's okay. We're fine. We're underway. Dude, I if s- people aren't in at this point, if they're bailing now, like, I have no respect for them. They've, they've come <laughs> this far. We're 200-something episodes in. You can mess up an intro. 227. God damn. Also a great Jesus. classic TV show. I've Yeah, this has been such a wild ride that has influenced so many areas of my life and decisions I've made. And yeah, it's pretty, pretty goddamn cool. <laughs> yeah. uh, do either of you two guys get the 227 reference nope. TV show? No. Jack A? Nothing. Nope, nothing. Nope. All right. I'm old and that's a random TV show to bring up. <laughs> Uh, yeah, it's funny. We were just talking before the cast uh, about different things, like different people we've met. I mean, hell, even just for us, right? Like, look at the friends we've made just by doing it, right? Whether it's Sal or uh, George, our black Republican. <laughs> Why? Well, I, I can just call George now. <laughs> uh, you know what I mean? It's just kind of funny. Like, Drew Brokenshire. Right? I always yeah, forget. Matt, right? a bunch of people. Derek. Yeah, man. I mean, right. I forget. I met Drew through this podcast. Yeah. Yeah. That's we also made our first enemy on this podcast. Oh yeah, well Juicy Cobb J. did. Yeah, Cobb did. I think he's cool with us. <laughs> Shout juice, out to you, juice, Julian. Juice. <laughs> I like your rolling papers. <laughs> uh, all right, I'm trying to think. You know what? I'm just going to start with this because this annoyed the crap out of me Friday night. Uh, first of all, random question: Who would you two say do you think is probably maybe outside of an athlete, maybe the most popular black person in pop culture? Ooh, Oprah. Well, here's, ooh, good, good one. Uh, what's the status of the Kardashians? They are not black. Okay, isn't there like a rumor that OJ is the dad of one of them or something? Yeah, yeah, but I'm, I'm talking about like black people. <laughs> that are like, Wouldn't that be a? I mean, technically, if they're fifty percent black, Cobb, that, we're not doing okay. this. We're not doing this. There's no <laughs> proof that OJ is the dad. Like, you're not tearing me down there. You're not taking me down this hole. I would say The Rock. I don't know if you'd consider him an athlete. He did play <laughs> football at University of Miami. Kevin Hart. Thank you, Matt. All right, there's an answer. Kevin Hart. I thought everybody would guess Donald Glover. Oh, he's a big deal right now. Right? He's got a bunch of TV shows. Uh, right, he was on Community. Atlanta's great. Uh, Redbone. 
Also, he's Childish Cambino, had you know one of the bigger and more important videos uh, of the year. So Friday night, I'm sitting there with a couple people who I respect, and I won't say their names, <coughs> Taryn and Jesse. <laughs> they have no idea who Donald Glover is. Do they know him as Childish Gambino? They, no. Oh. They knew Did you they show them a picture face. of him? I didn't show him a picture. Because okay. basically at this point now, it's like 11.15 and I'm kind of drunk and I'm just like, I, I just keep going, <laughs> how do you not know who Donald Glover is? Like, and that's when I said, he might be the most popular like black dude in pop culture right now. And then they were like, well, what about this person or that person? Well, if you, I, I mean, I would have sh- broken out a picture. I think because his name, he has two names that might make the name recognition half as likely. Because he's half as well, popular like for childish David Gambino, and he's half as popular for being Donald Glover. Right. Oh. They but make they, they make know. fun of people on Twitter that tweet like, "Oh my God, Childish Gambino and Donald Glover look exactly alike." Like, there that's that split of just like. But they knew neither. Like the whole idea right, was just but if, wild to if them. It, if they kept hearing the same name for all the things, I think it's possible that they might have it might have stuck somewhere along the line. It could be out of touch people too. That's true. He is so famous. He has two separate famous personalities. Yeah, I just think like I don't. It just seemed like six months ago you couldn't get away from him, and it seemed pretty. Like I, I just was amazed that with Jesse does and with Taryn, I'm just like, how do you two not know who he is? Like I'm still pissed about this, and <laughs> so that turned into. Why a does whole, that upset I'm intrigued. You? I'm going to show him both a picture of him next time I see them. Why and, does it upset me? Yeah, <laughs> I. I just I'm just shocked they didn't know who he was, like on either end. And then it's hey. like like Jesse works in tech, Taryn works in radio. Like she's they spend a lot of time like kind of on the computer looking at stuff. I'm like, I don't know. Yeah, but she works in rock radio, and like, I don't know. I don't know that tech necessarily means you know who Childish Gambino is. Yeah, and he has a very eclectic musical taste. Like, he is not into any one type of music he's all over the map so and i would say if there's someone who's not into like pop culture you know it would be i feel like jesse is very much his own person when it comes to tastes and being a tastemaker more of a hipster you know than oh like, yeah and he was very right he was he, he doesn't he was annoyed when we were talking about the kardashians all right is he a hipster dude matt let me hit you with this example okay he sends me songs regularly, which are awesome, and I always encourage him to send more. He sends me the song. I look the dude up on YouTube, and I was the 68th view. Huh. That's a 68th, fresh song. and Jesse does not know this person. This guy is some artist down in Mexico. Man. Huh. If that's not hipster, I don't know what is. Like, yeah. He is on some underground shit, dude. Good for him. Yeah. Right. I- <laughs> so Friday night, I'm so confident that everybody will know what's going on, right? Uh, so I said... I said, you, mean, you could just ask people, right? So we tried it like in the beer garden and we read the question like, who do you think is the most popular black person in pop culture right now? Uh, I, had to, I didn't even think about the athletes. People were like, LeBron James. And so I was like, all right, all right, not athletes. And then Kevin Hart was a good – people hit me with a couple really good ones. Kanye West. Kanye or, or Beyonce or Jay-Z. And I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But then I'd be like, but you guys know who Donald Glover is? Like, oh, yeah, of course. I don't know. I, yeah. maybe it's What beer garden was this? Uh, at the Ballard Seafood Fest. Can, can I just say, you brought up uh, Jay-Z, and I was on the jet ski this weekend. All right. And oh, that picture I, of him is Yeah, awesome. I wasn't wearing a helmet. It was the first time in my life I felt cooler than Jay-Z. <laughs> Kyle, have you seen that picture of him on the jet ski? Yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, it's awesome. Uh, the beer garden, by the way, I had never been to the Ballard Seafood Fest. That was pretty damn fun. First time there this weekend, too. It was awesome. Yeah, and I was shocked how packed. Like, it, there's a lot of people down there. Yeah, so you were there Friday night. We were there Friday night, too. No, no, too. no, Saturday. Okay, you were there Friday, Friday night, we were all hanging out, and then Saturday, Taryn went down to Jen's, and then right. uh, I met up with Jesse and Jamie and Josh and a couple other people. At the sa- Ballard at the seafood fest, yeah, just okay. the beer garden. We went, we were yeah, Ballard there. turns up, man. They even their farmers market is packed. Dude, it's the best. I go every Sunday. Yeah, and man, I hate on Ballard, but damn, that thing <laughs> that thing was pretty cool, man. Why do you hate on Ballard? That place is dope. That place well, sucks. It's hard to get to. No one moved there. It's, it's already deep. expensive enough. <laughs> yeah, there's there's a ton of great stuff in Ballard. I I, I don't know. I just feel like it's it's deep. deep. And then like once you're in the and like. No offense, but Ballard people are like, never leave Ballard. It's like West Seattle people. Like if you move Dude, to West, West Seattle, Seattle people never leave West Seattle. I guess, it's generations. I yeah. really like Ballard. I can see how it keeps people there. Um, yeah. But yeah, it, and you know, when you live there, if you don't live there, it sucks to get to, and it's going to suck to get out of. But I will say this. I was talking to Hank about it, and he was like, yeah, he goes, well, when you lived in Belltown, did you really leave Belltown a ton? And I was like, no, you're right. <laughs> You know, so it's like now that I moved to Capitol Hill, I'm more like, why don't people go to Capitol Hill again? <laughs> Fucking weirdos. Dude, I will say this, though. The, the unspoken social convention, I think, is the closer someone lives to, like, whatever you would put as the pinpoint of downtown, the more likely people are to come your direction and not the other way. Like, it's much less likely for you to drive out of town to hang out with someone than into town to hang out with someone. I don't know what that is. It's just sort of an unspoken thing. But it's, you know, the ratio, I would say, is probably like five to one, depending on the distance. Even, and this is not the greatest example because she works near you. But, like, Ted, think about how often Taryn comes to your house versus how often you go to hers. Right. It's a completely different ballgame. Because even when she gets yeah, off. And even when you were in Belltown, we had the same relationship, even though I lived in the city also. But I was in, like, what, Westlake or something, you know? Yeah, and you're right, dude. It's, it's, it, that is one of the great things about living close to downtown. Because even like sometimes when people are just like like on a Saturday or Sunday, like, hey, we're getting brunch or we're getting a beer down here. Like, you want to meet up? I can be like, yeah, sure, man. Number one, I could walk there or I could Uber there in like five minutes. Yeah. Yeah, and you're near all the Sounder stuff too. So that's the thing. I think that's what maybe pisses us off about Ballard and West Seattle is that people aren't as likely to leave to come into town as they should be given the distance. Yeah, and I've real I realize I've just become one of those people too like if everybody's doing it all of a sudden I'm kind of anti it. Yeah, I do that too. Oh, dude, I've always been a hype fighter. I think that's one thing that's always connected us. Yeah, so like Ballard for a while just everyone's Ballard this, Ballard that, Ballard, you know, it's just like, "Ah, right." I just got burned on that recently. I can't remember what it was, but I was like, "This is awesome. This is totally lives up to the hype that I was very that made me so against it." I can't remember what it was. Dude, though. that's I'm telling you, that was me on Saturday. <laughs> like we're sitting in the beer garden, right? That Matt saw, like the beer garden's massive and it's packed, right? So now you're talking beer in a plastic cup, and we're sitting by the like the entrance, people watching. Like your boy was loving it, but I was like, God damn it! I was like, I stopped hating on Ballard. By the way, and it, no offense, Matt, you're a trainer, but that beer garden on Saturday was every trainer gym bro I had ever seen. Because we're sitting, I'm, Jesse and I aren't the tallest people, but we're like, why is there so many giant dudes in here? And I went, man, I'm telling you, like some of them just look so clean. I was like, they don't drink beer a lot, but they were like. Screw it. It's a Ballard Seafood Fest. We're going to that beer garden. Right? It was like 5 o'clock in the evening. So I feel like maybe they just got done working. Yeah. Uh, that was a theory I was working on. 
was like every Jew. Yeah, dude, bro- the programmers, man. <laughs> right. They've slowly been taking over Seattle. Well, and I mean, everybody had on cool T-shirts. There was dudes wearing matching jerseys. Like, the, like those Trailblazers jerseys are brand new, boys. When did you get those? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude. Here's the thing, though. Actually, you know, I shouldn't paint it with that wide of a brush, but I. In a general sense, a lot of the women I've talked to in Seattle say that the dating scene is really bad for them. And I'm like, what do you mean? I feel like I see like beautiful, in shape, well-employed dudes everywhere. And they're like, well, yeah, but a lot of those guys are these sort of like uh, douchey tech. And not all. I want to go on record. Not all. I have a lot of friends who are in tech. But not say a lot of them are these sort of douchey tech bros who don't really have much of a personality because they spend all day just, you know, like with a computer. So they're not that good one-on-one and all they really want to talk about is their career. And so I know a lot of women, for instance, just have not really been super into the development of that huge rise in that population in Seattle. So just another perspective, Ted, you got personality, man. Yeah. It's in your job title. <laughs> yeah. Look, man, you may not have the the skills, you may not have the money, you may not have the good looks, <laughs> but you can talk. <laughs> you can talk, dude. Well, and I got to be careful now, right? Because, you know, been on a kick here for a few months, so I got to be careful too. It was like, like I'm sitting there, like ripping on Jim, bro. We're two hours earlier. I was in a gym by myself, sweating, like we're gonna earn these beers. <laughs> it was like, like I'm basically getting mad you at the guy. The line, you got the same mentality, <laughs> right? Because he's just a few years ahead of me. <laughs> yeah, dude, the world's full of contradictions like that. I've just learned to like embrace it. You yeah. Know? Well, remember like, the last couple summers, I was giving Matt a hard time about the damn cargo shorts. <laughs> I'm back on Team Cargo. <laughs> yes, dude. Even one of our emails this week, they talked about Team Cargo. Did they? I was say, I yeah. told, I said they'd come back in style. I don't know if they're in style or if you're just on board. I'm just yeah. on board. I'm not sure they are. It's, but. Like, it's all cyclical, whatever. And maybe part of it, and <laughs> Cobb, you can call us out. Maybe it's because we're stoners. But I'm like, man, it just feels more comfortable having like your weed in that extra little pocket yeah. as opposed to in there <laughs> with your phone. Yeah. Um, dude, the last cargo pocket I rocked was probably circa. 2010. I'll say that. But, you know, the flip side is, so you guys saw those Pemco ads that were all over Seattle for a long time, like Northwest Profile number whatever. Oh, yeah. Blue tarp camping guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there's these sort of like uh, archetypes within the Northwest. And the number of fake Teds I've seen around town, I would say you're getting closer and closer to being part of an archetype, which would make it so cargos were in fashion for you. And I'll say this. So what I usually see is a guy with shaved head, big beard, cargo shorts, a rain slicker or Sounders jersey, both things you've been known to wear, fresh kicks and a backpack. That's what I see walking around downtown. They love IPAs, which I know you're more of a light beer guy, but they love IPAs and usually like are really into like, I, I don't know how to describe it, like hearty food. Like they either like deliver seafood for a living or like, yeah, uh, I, I don't I don't know. But it's so the thing is, cargo shorts may actually be back in fashion for you for that sort of Seattle arch type. So I say embrace the cargo pockets. All right. So the one cool thing about this seafood fest, right, is like you get tokens and they have salmon that they've been smoking and they have these mass. Did you see those massive smokers? Yeah. Right. So I go over there and Cobb, you're not lying. One of the guys working, it's like looking in a mirror. Like bald head, like my size. And he's like, what's going on? I was like, those smokers are awesome. And he's like, yeah, man. And I was like, it was really good. Thanks. And he's like, well, I'm glad you enjoyed it. We've been. So I started talking to him about smoke, like, as if I'm ever going to smoke fucking fish. <laughs> yeah, you're sitting there in your apartment with a, a competition smoker smoking brisket. <laughs> <Right>. and bullshit. 
But you're right. There, there is a few of me's. Uh, yeah, man. I went out around. and got these cedar sh- cedar chips this morning. Been smoking it all day. Yeah, I leave my chips out for a year so that they uh, get uh, uh, acclimated to the weather up here. That's why. That's why my smoked salmon is the best. <laughs> yeah, dude. I'll bring some mesquite wood back from Texas for you. I know you <laughs> love that game. <laughs> you know how I am. Uh, what else you say? Oh, dude, Cobb and I ran into uh, the wingman, the wing woman. I always threaten. Uh, I ran into Michelle. That's how cool of a beer garden was. Michelle was there with her sister and a couple friends. And then I said, dude, I'm going to call you. We're going to hang out. She was like, yeah, you always say that. And I was like, all right, I'll stop threatening. Yeah, man. you, Dude, yeah, you talked about that last time I was in Seattle like a month ago. I know. I know. And every time I see her. In fact, I literally heard you say the words like, I'm going to call you. We're going to hang out. I need a wing woman. Yes. (laughs) Uh, All right. Let's talk about Twitter for a second. They changed their layout on the app. They did, which, like, every I don't know if everybody else did. That had me infuriated for a day. It had me out of sorts. I wasn't super, I couldn't. I should say infuriated. But I was just like, come on, Twitter. There's been changes on all the social media things. And I'm like, what the f*** is this? And that wasn't one of them. I was like, oh, okay, they moved everything from the top to the bottom. That makes sense, whatever. <laughs> just yeah, well, kept... remember when the news feed came out? People were pissed. Yeah. Oh, yeah, dude. Well, so here's what I was going to talk about, and no offense to some of my Twitter followers, and I get it, right? Like, like I like to watch nature shows, I like to smoke weed at night, but not every time I'm watching something is it just mean like I'm super stoned. So like the other day I got home, and literally, Christ, it might have been after, either way, the point is, I got home, and I was just sitting there watching TV, and there was a whole thing, it was just the end of a show about this old... Uh, like centuries ago, that these people, basically this old, not tradition, what do I want to call it, old uh, civilization, right? So they were just talking about rivers, and then I know all, all things about the Amazon. So I was just like, you know what? It's crazy when you watch these old show, these shows about old civilizations, how much it revolves around rivers. Then I realized, like, I go to a festival every year and get in the same river. And I was like, you know, like, what I say? Rivers are life. Like, rivers are powerful, and they're life, man. Always changing, always flowing. Which I thought was a pretty cool tweet. That's deep. Yeah. But I was amazed, like, some people were like, man, that's deep. And then other half of the people were just like, would you buy the dankest shit around tonight? And I was like, no, man, dude. Like, I can just have that thought. Yeah. (sighs) I did that, too, or got called out. Like, I I don't know, on Facebook, I went on some freaking long tangent about gratitude and just, like, how awesome life is and how lucky we are and all this stuff. And, like, it was just heartfelt. And the guy's like, oh, someone got some good OG Kush or something like that. I'm just like, man, like, I guess, you know, we both made really good, insightful, deep points. And if people are going to accredit that to marijuana, like, that's good press for one of my favorite things. (laughs) No, it is. I was just like, man, this one is like pretty sober of a tweet. Yeah. Yeah, a couple points. I mean, one, Ted, in some capacity... You are known for smoking weed, which honestly yeah. I think is a positive. That's kind of dope to be like part of your like public personality is known for doing what were at the time illegal drugs, smoking weed and being like cool weed guy. Yeah. You know, so like and that's like you work in a corporate setting. So, you know, those two there's very few people who work in an office building downtown who also get to be known for smoking weed. So that's tight. Right. But also, as for the rivers. Yeah, I feel like most civilizations like most big cities even today are built on a river. Even if they're built on the ocean, it's where a bunch of rivers meet that uh, ocean. It's because like, you know, obviously fresh drinking water and a lot of food, you know, whether it's fish coming from the river or animals coming down to graze at the river. I've been thinking about that a lot 
being down here in Austin because I'm not near an ocean, but I end up in or near the water almost every day. And it's just like, it really is a source of life. And then also such a metaphorical, um, you know, sort of piece of the topography too. Yeah, man. Rivers are just badass. You know what? I had the, the realization day. I was telling Matt, I was like, I've not been in any fresh water yet. I haven't been in a lake or a river. I've been swimming in the sound a few times. I was like, man, I need, need to get in some fresh water. Dude, we could do a river float when I'm back. You don't have to yeah. decide now. <laughs> yeah, it's not a bad call. <laughs> yeah, man, the Cedar River is pretty fun. Skycombish is dope. Um, a lot of people do. What's that one like? Oh, man, I always forget the name, and it's the one I do the most. It's like uh, right by Fall City. The Snoqualmie River, River. Is that the Snoqualmie? Yeah. 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 Actually, we might end up going to a, a river float this weekend. It's called Float Fest. Down here, it's in San Marcos, but the thing is... Dude, I have the, seen that. Yeah, dude, it's going to be killer. So there's like a bunch of really good bands, like Glass Animals, Run the Jewels, Snoop Dogg. Um, uh, what's that dude's name who's really big for a long time? Uh, not Wale, but um, dude, he was like the biggest rapper ever for like five years. J. Cole? Um, no, a little short guy um, from Atlanta. Little Wayne? Yeah, Lil Wayne. Jesus, I can't believe I can't think of that. I, I think love he's this from music. New Orleans. Anyway, though. oh okay. Yeah. Oh yeah, that makes sense. So anyway, yeah, it's that, and they have a river float. But I was trying to sort of like talk to my roommate about how to make it happen, and it sounds like it's nothing like the Northwest. So it, the water comes up from an aquifer, so it's cool, but it's moving at like half a mile per hour, and people kind of just like. It's not like a survival thing. Right? I feel like when you float in the Northwest, you have to bring like a proper raft and like you have to keep your wits about you. You see people's tubes popped by the trees. You do go deal with a little bit of white water. Where here, it's like a legit lazy river. I'm pretty sure like life jackets and helmets are technically required by law or something like that just to float rivers here. No one does it. Um, really? Or they've they've talked about it, but yeah, there's always I've I've seen I thought it got passed like years ago because I remember people being like. I'm not doing that, and like then I went and floated the river, and we didn't do it. But um, yeah, I could have sworn it got passed. But either way, yeah, it gets it gets intense in some spots, and it's. Dude, I floated the Yakima. Awesome. I floated the Yakima once, and the wind coming back up the river was so strong it stopped us. Whoa. Yeah, dude. It's, yeah, plus you're in glacier water too, so there's yeah, like a, cold. a risk of hypothermia. And you see people in like some not very like river ready. Oh, those are like floaties. Devices. They're yeah. like pool things yeah dude so that's what i'm saying like down here the chicks in like the bikinis and like with a cocktail and one of those little pool floaties they can get away with it and they thrive in fact <laughs> they may do better where in the northwest <laughs> i feel like i always have an explorer 200 which like basically the key is to have a raft that the water can't come in the bottom so you can let some water in if you want but then it'll sit and warm up around your body and then like you gotta have something that can handle some rapids but also like doesn't sit too low in the water you know what i mean yeah, it's yeah. A tough balance. I, yeah, so that's the thing. Like there, up there, and it goes with hiking too in the Northwest. You need like legitimate gear. Where here, I was talking to someone who went out hiking and they just slept on a rock. What? And I was like, what? I was like, they're like, yeah, man, I just brought my blanket. And I slept on a rock. And I was like, you son of a bitch. Like in the Northwest, you have to have like rain fly, ground tarp, extra food, like backup, you know, <laughs> backup fire source, uh, uh, like locator beacon. Yeah. yeah. I was telling a story about crossing a, a snowfield on Mount Rainier once and like almost dying. And I was like, it was pretty simple to get on it. Just once we got on there, people were like, get, what are you guys doing out here? <laughs> Dude, yeah, that's what I'm saying, man. I feel like uh, here in California, people are just like, they don't have to deal with nature as much. 
in like a adversarial way. Yeah. That's a good point. Yeah. yeah. I don't know how we got on that. Rivers of dope. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't <laughs> That's know. My point. I was just saying like, yeah, man. Oh, let's talk about the tweet. Yeah. Yeah. Twitter's weird too, man. There's so much serious stuff on there. Like I almost don't put anything out anymore. Like serious nature. Like I'll like other people's tweets. But I'm just like, I don't know. It's too, like last night. Let, let me give you a prime example, right? Last night, this girl tweets at uh, this woman. Uh, she's like a food person. You know, look it up. What's her name? Uh, Kelly Klein. All right. So she tweets out about chicken wings, Matt. <sighs> she says, uh, what's her handle? At K Klein. C L I N E. She goes, can we all agree that boneless chicken wings are not wings? They are nuggets. You ever try to debone an actual chicken wing? No. Neither has a restaurant that serves boneless chicken wings, <laughs> right? So I retweet that, right? I'm like, of course. Like, you're yeah. 100% right. Like, we've had this conversation. Yeah. And then some guy hops in my mentions and is like, ah, what did he say? Oh, is being snooty or something about chicken wings, like, the next new thing? What? Yeah. Wait, what's wrong with the term finger? I feel like that distinguishes it from the nugget. You know, because it's not necessarily reconstituted like nuggets, but also distinguishes it from the wing. I feel like chicken fingers are usually reconstituted in like giant nuggets. Chicken they may fingers be. are di- right. They may I, be. I disagree with it, right? Like it, you know what I mean? Like it's not, it's not it's a chicken wing. Not a wing. Yeah, yeah. Grown up nuggets. Wait, so you got put on blast for that? What the hell? Yeah. Oh man, did he erase the tweets? Well, that's the problem with, Anyhow, the, with the internet. Too. Yeah, he just jumped in and was like, oh, is that the new, the whole new thing now is like something about Seattle, like basically like, oh, I'm sure it is, like Seattle. So he like lives on the east side. And I was like, there's nothing, this has nothing to do with Seattle people being snooty or, you know, like basically. Dude, in, the east side people are known as being more snooty than Seattle people anyway. Right. I mean, Seattle as clear, a city me, is known as being snooty, but that's only because the east side is so snooty. Right. And he clearly, I think, probably disagrees with me on some stuff. So he was just so ready to jump in and be like, oh, is this what you guys are being, you know, a-holes or uppity about now? And it's like, dude, we're talking about fucking chicken wings. Like, number one, and I literally said. Having some fun. I literally said, you could put your, if that's the spin on it, you want to put on it. Like, that's fine, dude. Um, I've been. God damn, did he really erase those <laughs> tweets? Good. <All> right. <laughs> With Maybe he, you know, he's laying in bed. He's ar- fake arguing with you. Realizes the error in his ways. You know, like, you know what? I'm being snooty. Takes it off. Right? Not worth it. Um, <laughs> I'm trying to use Twitter to focus on. Well, there, it's still like my outlet for random stuff that annoys me. Uh, but like, I I can be funny about more negativity. But generally, I try and keep it like tied to things that. Uh, either show the good side of humanity, like news stories or like tw- Twitter stories or whatever. You find you find like uplifting, cool things. And I just think that's like you know people could use more of that. But if I I like to just like tweet about stuff like fingernails and poop and bro- boogers and like stuff that we all have in common that like we can unite around that's silly and just gets brushed over. But like I really think it's just like it's you just have funny thoughts about these things and like. Everyone gets it. There's nothing to argue about. Like, you, doesn't it? It feels like my fingernails are growing faster the older I get. But I think it's gonna actually just because time's passing by faster. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, look, the other one that's got me all fired up is the plastic straws and the plastic fork thing. Like people keep tweeting, <laughs> right? And they're like, "This." And I'm just like, "Shut the fuck up!" 
Have you used the new composite straws or forks? You know what? It's a straw or a fork. <coughs> like you're like like what? This is not an argument. Like plastic is bad. There's there's yeah. islands the size of Texas of trash of plastic in the ocean. Yeah, I didn't know we were hey, like, easy on Texas, buddy. Well, I'm just saying, like, like I don't understand. <laughs> like, if you disagree with some, you know, re- Democrats, Republicans, politicians on one thing, but it's like, wait, what? This has nothing to do with it. Like, just shut up. Yeah, Use the, the damn fork. The plastic in the ocean is pretty like undeniable how much of it there is, and like I don't, I haven't read any like, you know, maybe Bacon has <laughs> that on. Email don't me personally. It. Yeah, <laughs> don't right. don't send it to the show, but uh, <laughs> because I am curious, but like. Yeah, plastics are all over the ocean, and, like, this is a new thing. We don't fully understand the consequences. We're seeing some of them. We all know it's not good. Like, what is there to discuss about it? And why? plastic is oil, you know? Right, like, why? What is, like, that's what I want to say to these people. Like, there's people in this industry I look up to. I I just unfollowed them. I was like, you sound like an idiot. Like, what is this? Like, oh, god damn it, I can't have my plastic fork. Like why? Why did why you're still is it getting you need a fork? That? You're still getting a fork. You could bring one with you. I doubt you use plastic utensils in your home. I'm yeah. just like that one just makes no sense, and it just I'm just like I, I am lo- like I I'm just not going to deal with it. Yeah, <laughs> that's yeah, dude. It's it, 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 I think part of it is just how out of well, man. There's about seven layers to this, but one piece I think is how out of touch with nature we've gotten. I know for me. Like when we go and sit on the river or go on a hike or whatever, you kind of remember that you're a part of nature, not you're like that humans are dominating nature and it's us versus nature. You know, you kind of remember that it is all around you and within you. And so that's that's one piece. But also with the hedonic treadmill, man, we're just living so good now that we almost need to like invent problems for ourselves to either be mad about or to be worried about. Yeah. You know, like the standard of living is just sky high compared to what it was, even on a per, you know, on a per capita basis, but also like, yeah, just like for the average person, even if like, of course, do we have our whole corporate thing and workers are getting screwed, but we talk about on this cast, just having fresh water and heated water and your a home that's right. warm and in the winter and cool in the summer. It's safe. Like me and my brother were talking about today, right? Like, right. There's, you know, people always want to earn more in this and that, but right. Like it's safe. Like it, you know what I mean? Like you're not in a third. You spent the country. weekend drinking beers in Ballard outside. You and eating smoked salmon. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like, tough life. <laughs> yeah. I, when I see people complaining on social media, I just am like, how are you doing this? Like, oh, with all this incredible shit that, like, I just think you'd be better off. Like, I just, I, I'll pull my phone out and it's like, the whole, like, every, all these people that I've met, like, mo- a, a good chunk of the people I've met throughout my life will see this. Like, that's so wild. And like, yeah. oh, I can just call Ted and talk to him and like say what's on my mind or call Lance or like, it, just the phone aspect of it is still so incredible to me before we even get into the internet that, yeah, I just, I don't know, like, it's, it, we're so, it's such a cool time to be alive and like, it's easy to get caught up in negativity and life's bullshit, but I just feel like I'm getting better and better about finding you know, just like how much we have to be grateful for. And it's more fun to think about, quite honestly. Like at this point, it's a logistical thing. It's strategic. Like, yeah, it just makes my life better to just be obnoxiously grateful about everything. Every tree I see. Like, how the f*** did we figure out that sand can turn into glass? And now we have glass all over the place. Like, that's so cool. And we're yeah. just taking it for granted, looking right through it all the time. Yeah. Like last night, I watched that home run derby, right? Now, 
that was the greatest home run derby I've ever seen in my life. Cobb, did you see any of it? <laughs> you know the answer. All right, all right, you're right. Just like the latest movie I saw. <laughs> I didn't even know it happened. So here's the deal. They changed it, right? Back in the day, you could hit as many home runs as you wanted, but then if it didn't go out of the park, it was an out. And after 10 or 12 outs, your round was over. So now it's just a time round, right? So oh, okay. one of the rules is, like, you're not supposed to, the guy, the, beat, the pitcher's not supposed to throw you another pitch till the first one lands. So Bryce Harper has his dad pitching to him. It's the last, he's down to the last two. The dad technically did not wait for some of the balls to land, but Bryce Harper rips off, like, six home runs or seven home runs in, like, something ridiculous, like 45 seconds, right? And it's in Nationals Park. The place is going crazy. And then I wake up today and, like, people that are, like, Cubs fans are like, Bryce Harper, dad's cheated, and this and that. And I was just like, damn it, man. Oh <laughs> it's a home run derby. Like, and I look like, I mean, I get it. Like, you know, if you're barstool sports and you're just talking sports, you could make an issue of it. But, like, some people are just like, come on, man. It's a home run derby. Yeah. Yeah. And, like, it's his dad. And, like, he obviously is a player that has that capacity. That's that's in one way how TV ruins things and why I think YouTube is upending a lot of that is because they're confined by these time blocks and commercial blocks and stuff. And so, you know, on a short level, they have to change the home run derby rules so that it fits into TV slotting. But then on the bigger level, conversations like we're having now, conversations with any nuance won't fly because they've got sound bites and bits and they've got to get the news into a short, you know, little thing. So that's, Uh, I think, the core reason of why TV is dying. Yeah, but I got to say, the way they've changed that derby was much better. I hadn't watched that thing in years. It was exciting. Because there's like a shot. Because clock. of the time? Yeah. Well, I will say the same for uh, NHL hockey. I feel like it's cool having the whole no ties thing. Oh, yeah. I don't know if and that's still with, a rule, but it was. And, right. In overtime, you just go down to four on four. Yeah. Like three I, on three. Is it three on three? Yeah, it's three on three now. Yeah. It's wild. Yeah, it's I a mean, totally different game. And then, yeah, if not, they go to shootouts. And yeah, it's like five minutes plus a shootout tops. Keeps it. Yeah, it's super exciting. And then when they, when they do go to sudden death in the playoffs, it's is it's the most exciting thing in sports. Yeah, maybe the they best. should do that for soccer. The first extra, uh, extra time or I'm, the. First... I'm a golden goal guy. Are you? All right, I'm in. Oh yeah, golden That's goal would be more proponent. exciting. Golden goal is like sudden death in hockey, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just it's way more exciting, and you get like that release of pressure when they score. Everyone goes crazy. Versus they score, and it's like okay, settle down, settle down, settle down. We have to sit here for two minutes before we can celebrate. I didn't, there was a game, some game that I was watching, which it was probably in the World Cup last time or the time before because I don't watch a ton of soccer. But it was it was a World Cup or Olympics game or something, and. I didn't realize that it wasn't golden goal. And it's like overtime and it's such it's like the most exciting game of soccer I've ever watched. And then they score with yeah, like ten minutes left or something. And I'm like, oh my god. And then it's like, it's not over yet. And I was like, what? Yeah, very anticlimactic, right? Yeah. Dude, I'm with you. Every time sit I sit back wa- down and just sit there and wait. Every yeah. time I watch extra time, especially this past World Cup with somebody that didn't know, as soon as I'm like, all right, look, there's two fifteen minute periods, but it's not golden goal. Like, because right, because normal sports, you just kind of if you, you just assumed it would be going. And there's goal. automatically two 15 minute clicks. So like, even if you, it's not, if, if someone's ahead at the halftime, they win. It's like regardless, there's two 15 minute there's, right. Well, okay. technically, there's also silver goal, which is played some places, which is if they score in the first round of halftime or the first round of the two overtime rounds, the second one doesn't happen. But that's pretty rare. Yeah. 
All right, Cobb, I like that. Golden goal. I was going to say for the first part of the first 15, you take off a dude. Now it's 10 on 10. And for the second, you take off another dude, 9 on 9. Oh, open things up a little yeah, bit. Yeah, that'd be cool. <laughs> yeah, I just like the excitement of a of a golden goal thing. And Matt, getting back to your other thing real quick about uh, gratitude and being happy and stuff, I will say, you know, to take the counter position, I'm with you, but to take the counter position, I think it's important to mention, like the Buddha said says life is suffering. And I feel like, a lot of our lives, we, we are uh, beasts of burden, and I feel like a big piece of our lives um, is suffering. I think if you, I think um, what you're saying is really good, and it's really good to put yourself in that mindset. But I also think sometimes that can come across to people who you know are really depressed or don't have a lot going on in their life, and yeah, maybe they have some depression or something that it can come across almost as like sort of flippant. And so I just want to say that there is like some, some gravity and truth to the idea that life is suffering, but I think, uh, going through it with rose colored glasses is very advantageous. So just that nuance is all I wanted to add. Yeah, no, no, I, I definitely hear, hear that. Um, and I will say sometimes I kind of get that vibe from people and it's like, look, my head is not usually, it's not always like that. Like, that's just what I strive for is is to just be like that. And then I still get pissed off about like random, random thing. Usually the smaller the thing, the more I'm going to get pissed off about it. The bigger Dude, that stuff, is one of my favorite things about you time. Though. What? I feel like you do choose to live in a beautiful state, which is something I aspire to. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I just try and it's like taking my power back. Like I had, I do have some choices that I can make and, and to make this s- suffering life a little bit less suffering. And that's, that's kind of all I'm trying to do. And, but it's, it's work and it's not always like super, super smooth. I just, yeah, I just find that usually if there's stuff like, I don't know, I fight, I fight my darkness and negativity with like just trying to reframe things more optimistically and hopefully and with work. (laughs) And I just like distract myself from my emotions. When it starts getting dark and that shit doesn't work, then it's like, okay, cool. I got to go work on stuff. I got a lot of things I'm trying to do. And then, you know, that, that seems to, yeah, seems I, to help. But. I think it's kind of like that thing too, you know, like, I don't know. If you're bitching about having car trouble and somebody's like, well, we used to ride horses. It's like, yeah, but that's not the same thing, right? <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean? Or like, yeah, motherfucker, but I need radiator fluid. Yeah. <laughs> or like, you know, like. Obviously, something that affects me that might get me down is different than somebody else's problem. Now, their problem in the grand scheme might be more important, but, you know, everybody's own problems are, is the only problem to them. So it's always going to be Yeah, very dude, passionate. first world problems are still problems. That's yeah. what I always say. Yeah. yeah, I say a lot, too. I realize um, one thing, like when I'm working with clients with some of this stuff, uh, I'm a lot more like maybe gentle in my wording and empathetic towards that. And when I'm just in my like regular life, I'm talking a lot of times like to myself kind of, and like thinking out loud the way I do it. And I'm a little bit more blunt and I don't, you know, like, so sometimes I just say things that like, it's how I think in my head all the time. And it's like, and I, like you were saying, Cobb, it is advantageous, I believe, which is why I keep striving for it. But like, I'll just, yeah, I'll just sometimes I'll just say stuff. I try and really be careful about if I'm posting on stuff, but like sometimes I'll just say stuff and it'll come across, like you said, a little bit flippant or dismissive. And I'm not trying to dismiss the other person's problem, 
uh, I'm just like, that's how I treat my problems. I'm not, yeah. you know what I mean? And, and so yep, I gotcha. trying to be more, yeah, understanding and aware of that is, is the next stage of the challenge as I under, undertake all this. <laughs> uh, all right. Uh, by the way, we were supposed to have Anthony Hamilton on. Uh, he was going to be the main event down at Cage Sport uh, MMA this weekend down at Emerald Queen Casino. Uh, but our another guy we know, Matt Kovacs, uh, he was, that's who Anthony was supposed to fight. Kovacs announced very recently that he's going to retire, so that fight's not going to happen. Now, if you're saying, Ted, but I was looking forward to watching heavyweight, you know, heavyweight dudes fight it out. No worries. The fight for the belt, still going to be heavyweights. One of the co-main events is still going to be two heavyweights getting in there, duking it out. And uh, so you're still going to see your heavyweights. Tickets still available, Emerald Queen Casino, Ticketmaster.com. But uh, yeah, that's this Saturday, uh, starting at 7 p.m. sharp. Again, make sure you get there early. Kyle, you got so is the main so he's is he not going to fight anyone now? Yeah, so Kovacs retired, and then Anthony's not going to fight. He doesn't know like I mean I I don't know everything, but like generally you don't want to take a fight on short notice if you don't know the other two if you don't know the like the fighters, right? You know yeah. what I mean? I mean I don't want to shatter the world for some people, but fighters still you could still kind of pick and choose like other styles of fighters that match up to you a little bit better. Hmm. You know, that's why sometimes in the UFC, yeah, I've always been Anthony's impressed a big name. Like these other two guys are chomping at the bit. They n- probably have more, you know, tape on him or know who he is, and they're excited about that opportunity. And for him, it's like an unnecessary risk. Yeah, yeah. So hope, Kovacs, I hope you're doing all right, buddy. Uh, that's a little bit of a disappointment. Anthony's a cool dude, but if he gets back in there, we'll have him in there. But uh, that's why we were missing him. I know I billboarded it last week, but that's why we didn't have him. But still, get down there, man. Cage Ford always a great time, and. That'll be a beautiful day. Looking forward to seeing some people down there. All right, Cobb, you got some emails? I do, but I'd like to make one comparison first, which is you're a big college football guy, Ted. Oh, yeah. I, I feel like for a fighter taking an un, like a well-known fighter taking an unknown last minute is kind of how teams feel playing Boston College of football. The issue is like BC traditionally, although not in the last couple of years. So their stadium is really small, doesn't have a lot of people. The team is never that good, but it's usually like, you know, with the last couple of years as an exception, it's usually like a top 30 program, let's say. And so you go in, they've known for like having a lot of upsets, but they never have a great record. So you basically can only lose because like if you go in and beat them, everyone expected you to beat them because you're number nine or number four, number six. But if they upset you, it's like, oh, you got beat by basically a nobody, but it's a pretty dangerous team and you got no money to go do it because it's a small stadium. So yeah, basically it's all risk and no reward. That's why Notre Dame dropped their contract with us and a couple other teams have as well. So anyway, emails. I don't blame them. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I mean, I know they had like seven upsets of Notre Dame in a row where they were seated higher. So, all right, boys. Um, good evening, fellas. My name is Ethan and look forward to listening to the podcast or the greatest podcast in all the land. All, all the land. land. You guys were talking about Seattle architecture and the job site Cobb was talking about is on Second and University. Okay. Dude, that's exactly the one I'm talking about. I know right where uh, that I'm is. A- What's that, Matt? I just said I know right where that is. Oh, yeah. So that was that cool one I was talking about that's like up on stilts, basically. It's these cool V's and like there's a little there's a short like three minute YouTube video on it. I highly recommend you watch it. It's very cool. There's actually a good one on the Amazon spheres too. love them or hate them. The welding that went into that is pretty insane to get a circle out of metal is very hard or to get a globe out of metal, Um, especially a giant one. 
So I'm a union carpenter and I'm working in Westlake and got to watch the demo of that building and the current construction of it. Anyways, long time listener, first time writer. Thanks for your time and hard work to the greatest podcast in all the land. All the land. Thanks, Ethan. Yeah, that's dope. Yeah, that building is going to be awesome. I highly recommend people take a look. Dude, I love when someone writes in for the first time. I don't know why, but does that juice you guys up? Yeah, totally. Yeah, man, it's good to have them. Well, it's always, it trips me out. Two things is when someone emails for the first time and they're like, I've been listening since day one. Or when people email in and they're like, I just binged every episode. And it's like, <laughs> you just like roller coaster through the last five years of my life, dude. What the, wow, cool. <laughs> Want to try some Tina? Those are, <laughs> those, are the, those are the two trippiest things to me. When like, yeah. We've yeah, done a lot dude, of uh, Dom talked about it a little bit in her email a couple weeks ago, but it's weird when you, there's a weird dynamic with podcasts in general. Like I've had this on a couple of podcasts I listen to where like I'll go to, like I'll think about meeting the person who does the podcast and I'm like, damn, I've listened to this person talk for like 20 hours and they have no idea who I am. And with something like this, it's also weird because they know about like, yeah, like Matt's Tina experience and whatnot, but they've actually never actually met him. So it's just a bizarre dynamic. Yeah. And they, and people are usually cool when they say that. They're like, oh, this is so weird because I feel like I know everything about you. And I'm like, cool. So tell me about you. Like, yeah. Sweet. Yeah. Um, Dude, I've, you know, being on the radio as long as I have, I've gotten used to it a little bit. But the weirdest is just like, call, like talking to my cousin Patrick because I'll just be like, He'll be like, what have you been up to? And I'm like, did you listen to the cast already? And he'll be like, yeah. And I'm like, all right, so you know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Pretty much covered it. Speaking of my cousin Patrick, uh, remember, if you're in the uh, Cape Cod area, you want to head to downtown Hyannis to uh, Smith Family Popcorn. Good people. Great popcorn. Of course, you could uh, always Google that and look it up online at Smith Family Popcorn. I heard you can order it online, you too. You can order it. It's oh, delicious. I know. I need to. Dude, the place looks dope, too. Yeah, it I looks People really happen to be in the area. Did you say they're in Hyannisport? Uh, downtown, I should say Hyannis. Oh, okay. Yeah. Dude, that's, yeah, that whole like area of the Cape is really nice. Oh yeah. Cape's dope. Hey guys, much love to the greatest podcast in all the land. All All the the land. land. You guys discussed Seattle and Texas during the fourth. And I had to share my experience in Montana out here. Nobody cares about firework bands. Literally the war zone cliche for most cities during the fourth pale to our area (laughs) from July 2nd to July 5th. Legally, within city limits, people are allowed to celebrate from the 3rd at 12.01 a.m. to the 5th at 11.59, and I saw a few unique fireworks this year. The M80s most people know about are nuts, but this year we saw some specialty reports uh, from reservation stands. And report, remember, is just like the sound, I believe, like the crazy loud sort of like bang. Uh, Imagine the Seattle riots and the gas canisters exploding. Um, so what was that? 2001, the World Trade Riots or 99? 99. Like that? I, I wasn't it. up here yet. Neither was I. What's that? Yeah, it was 99. Okay. Yeah, I watched a green flame fountain get lit, produce a small green flame for about three seconds, and then I swear to God, the report, f- boys, it was monstrous, reducing <laughs> our main street to a fog as a 14-foot cloud of smoke and sparks appeared. Ears shaking, adrenaline response going nuts. I swear to God, I've never been scared of fireworks and often seek the loudest money can buy, but those little green, flam- green flames, watch the f*** out. If you see one next year, remember, it's a 14-foot report. Love the cast, y'all. Take it easy and buy fireworks on the regs. Sturgis. Dang. Damn. <laughs> that sounds intense dude that sounds awesome see that's what i feel like matt grew up doing like i feel like he was firework guy you know oh uh, no not real well i i had a good i've had a good run in my 20s 
Um, but my parents weren't super into it, but I always thought it was cool. But as a kid, you're, you're limited to how into it your parents are. Yeah. And so then when I, yeah, then I was, didn't have any money, and then I started having enough money to be able to buy fireworks around like 20, 22, and then there was a couple of years where there was a lot of alcohol with the fireworks. Um, and then, yeah, I still love them. Now I love them even more because I don't drink. and It's just like I need more stuff. I yeah. need more excitement to make up for the lack of it. Uh, just a quick clarification from uh, from Albino Matt. Just to clarify, the reason Bacon and others were worried about me at Red Fest wasn't because I was fucked up. It was because my ride got lost or because of a road closure. Okay. All In right. all honesty, it was my goddamn mom. LOL. But I knew she would figure it out. Thanks, Bacon, for looking out for me. Albino Matt. <laughs> oh, all right. That makes a little more sense. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm forced to choose between two long ones. So we're going to uh, – sorry, Bacon. We're going with uh, with Derek. Um, uh, hey, Cobb, I know this will be long, so split it up. You can just pull out the parts you want to read. da 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 da, da. Um, Ooh, man, there's a lot of different – okay. Uh, I'm pro-union in a lot of ways. I hate having an international union that I'm part of. The Puget Sound blowing, Boeing employees are da 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 da, da. Basically, um, he, he likes being in the local union – um, and their newest CEO, a uh, longtime Boeing guy, uh, has been promoted through the ranks. He's pro-union, but the problem is they're also under an international union, and so that can also screw things up for them. Um, I'm glad I put off my post-Red Festival podcast email another week so I could listen to the last podcast because now I feel comfortable saying, damn, Matt, your girl is smoking. I can't deny, <laughs> when I was out there, I stole a couple of glances at her, and then Matt walked up, and I was like, hey, uh, way to go, Matt, <laughs> and I almost just high-fived you on the spot. It was great to meet you, Matt, even if it was just a handshake as I was walking away from the crowd. Ted, it was great seeing you at Red Festival. It's always rad to find out you guys are as chill in real life as you are on air. It was also cool to find out you went to LSU. Um, one thing I wish Tiger I uh, could do was get, what's that? Tiger Bay. made it sound Tiger like you bait. graduated from LSU. <laughs> like you were uh -huh. No, I've just been to a game at LSU. Yeah, Ted's got a doctorate in tailgating from LSU. Uh, <laughs> one thing I wish I could do was get into music as much as Matt. I was in the crowd near him and saw him backstage and he was jamming. I tend to be just a tree and bob a little, so I look like I really don't care for what I'm listening to. But that's just how I am, and anything short of Metallica, I don't really get too into it. I just looked at Matt and was jealous, thinking, man, he is getting way more enjoyment out of this than me. D-Rock from Everett. Thanks for saying hey out there. Um, yeah, that was that was during Woodshed, man. That band is something else. They, they really bring it out of me, and uh, I just love them so much. Um he but, is right, yeah. though. I've seen you at a bunch of shows. Yeah. I'm like, man, I like music. I don't know that I've ever liked it this much. Yeah, there's the, it's it's cool. I yeah. don't know. I've always liked music, and there's so many awesome bands, and seeing it live, it's just so cool that I get to do the amount of that that I do. So, yeah, glad you noticed, and you're right about my girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> I, I got a redacted one to finish this out. Sounds like you boys are living dangerously. Oh, yeah, with Ted almost dying and me almost dying. Uh, yeah. Glad to hear the survival of the greatest podcast in all the land. All, all the land. land. Go go team cargo shorts, bacon. Yes. All right. Uh, Cobb, I thought about us having that conversation the other day. What's that? I lost you for a second. Oh, I was just thinking about us having that conversation about, like, taking chances on stuff. And specifically, just some of the stuff me and you have done. I was like, God damn. I mean, I never thought of myself as a risk taker, but <laughs> I've taken some. <laughs> Yeah, man, you have a you have a reasonable propensity for risk, I would say. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh
All right, uh, should we check in with what's mattening? Hey, hey what's good? What's mattening? Uh, before we get to what's mattening, hey, hey what's good? What's mattening? Check out with what's mattening. Hey, hey what's good? What's mattening? Uh, before we get to what's mattening, hey, what's good? What's mattening? Check out with what's mattening. Well, um, kind of talked a little bit about a few things of the weekend, but it was a good one. Um, Friday night, we, oh, I want to start by, because today I went to get new tires and an oil change, and I always go to Firestone, and Pep Boys sent me a coupon, so I could have gone to Pep Boys, but I was like, I'm sticking with my loyalty to Firestone, I got the credit card with them, save a little bit with that, and you know, so I was like, cool, and so anyways, I dropped my stuff off this morning, and then I went back before I came to the cast, and my uh, my last client dropped me off there, and I go, and the car's in the exact same place. And she's like, yeah, sorry I haven't called. I haven't made a single phone call all day. Three people called in sick, and it's been a madhouse. And so um, knocked 100 bucks off. I'm pretty pumped. So oh, I drop nice. it off tomorrow. So that was like, right. that was a huge one. Wait, which, on so which one was this at? The one in Ballard. No, which... I, I, which one did you end up going to? The Firestone. Firestone. Yeah, right. Firestone. <laughs> right. Yeah, so well, you said off. you got the coupon from Pep yeah, Boys. So, so I went to Firestone. I stuck with my loyalty, and I'll pay about the same that Pep Boys would have charged me. But yeah, Firestone took really good care of me when I went to interview Zach Wilde. And I, um, I had to drive from Issaquah to this old station, then to Everett. All right. And I was so pumped. Zach Wilde's like one of my idols who's. Is that was like at my peak of Black Label Society fandom, and I was so excited, so nervous. I wake up extra early, I get in my car, and there's a fucking nail on my tire. Ugh. And the Firestone and it's a quad. Chris down there took care of me, like got me back on the road quick enough, and I made it all in time, and it was awesome. And I've just I've been with them ever since. All right, but now I went to the Ballard one, and then this happened. But she made it right right away. I didn't even like throw a fit i was like no sweat i'll come back in the morning i have a weird schedule to work no problem um so yeah that was a that was pretty awesome i was f- flying high when i came in here about that so uh the weekend was good too though so <laughs> friday was seafood fest we went to uh connor Byrne pub to check out moon darling's tour kickoff show because our buddy ian who used to play in devil sent me down or still does but he's with moon darling now additionally and they were going on tour so we went to see him with moon darling and then this guy, Brother Deej, or De- Brother Deej, I think, he's like from Louisiana and like plays all slide guitar, like dark, nice. dark shit. but it's awesome, like Delta blues type stuff. Yeah, I like that stuff. He was in, uh, his one of his songs was in Django Unchained. All right. And, but yeah, he was killer. Like, it was one of those like, this is why you go see other, this is why you go see music, because then you discover other music and it's awesome. And I had no idea who the guy was, but it was just one dude and he... He had a slide guitar, but he also had, like, a pedal that was doubling as a bass drum. Like, it wasn't a full-on bass drum, but he was able to, like, keep a bass drum going, um, a beat going with with that. And it was like, it added so much to the song. I was like, why don't all acoustic guitar players do this? Like, you're (laughs) stomping your foot every time anyways. Like, if you just need a little, it wasn't a full-on drum. It was just a little, like, box or something that he had plugged in. So I was like, yeah, that was really cool. Um... So that was Friday, and then we went through Ballard Seafood Fest to get there. So that was like my first taste of it. And then, um, would you eat? We didn't actually eat there. Oh, my girlfriend uh, cooked for me Friday, and we got the uh, hot one. Yep, the hot one. (laughs) 
So yeah, $12 she, she, toke. Also, she also makes me great food, huh? $12 token, get you a piece of smoked salmon, coleslaw, and a piece of sourdough. That's, wow, that's not bad. Yeah. Um, so, but I didn't <laughs> go there. We went to, uh, we got dessert on the way to the show. But anyways, it was, it was a fun night. We ended up going back to my parents' house because we were going to hike the next morning out in North Bend at Twin Falls, which is great. And then we went and we like passed the falls. We just kept going for an extra like mile, which was cool because up until the falls was very crowded. So then we got All an right. extra like mile and a, or two miles of just like us, you know, in in nature. But we didn't know that we passed the falls until like <laughs> like not a lot of people here. It's really narrowed out a lot. Like we did see those waterfalls about half mile back. <laughs> Maybe it's probably the falls. Were, yeah, uh, but the trail kept going, so we just kept wandering and. Uh, that was cool. Went to the North Bend Bar and Grill. Nice. Got the salad. They they just split it up for us. We didn't have to share one big one that came out in two small bowls. That was cool because awesome. we also got wings and what else? A pretzel? Something? Oh, yeah. I'm, my girlfriend wanted fries so she could eat like three of them. But uh, <laughs> it was funny, though. <laughs> uh, uh, polenta fries, too, that are pretty good. It was worth it just to get that comment, that, that snarky comment in later that day. Not right now. I made it. And I was like, but you had French fries earlier, like three of them. Um, <laughs> but anyways, it's, it's fun to bust balls even when they don't have any. Uh, so then sun, Saturday night, we went out with my brother. And uh, after we hiked, we went back to my parents' house and we were able to, like, you know, go on the jet skis and the paddle boards and just like, it was just a great day. And we hiked early enough for once that we actually got to go back and enjoy the rest of the day. Seattle was beautiful. On the lake. Yeah. Saturday. Saturday was awesome. Um, Then uh, Sunday, we went to the Ballard Farmer's Market and the Seafood Fest, which were going on at the same time as absolute chaos. Uh, My parents came out. Her mom came out. It was their first time meeting. Um, We went... And we're at the Seafood Fest, and there's all this different food vendors, and we ate brunch at a restaurant. Oh, (laughs) you were one of those people? I mean, I get it, but I saw some people eating, and I was like, dude, you could just go up to a stand and get crab legs that already cracked for you. Yeah, yeah, so I got a kick out of that. Um, You know, it was really good. That place is the old firehouse. It's a high life. And, yeah, I had a really good hash. Everything. my mom and Tyler didn't finish their food, so I tried theirs, and they were both really good, too. Um, so it was great, but it was just kind of funny. I was like, oh, and now we're at a restaurant. But, um, <laughs> yeah, one of the fire trucks came right by us, and um, they had a new guy. And I guess to test, to make sure he wasn't afraid of heights, they made him go up on the ladder. They just extended the ladder like over the crowd and made him just go up. And just hang out up, up there and like survey seafood fest from the top, almost as a little like, you know, rite of passage, nice, so to speak. So that was that was kind of fun to see and talking about Lance and thinking about him and stuff. So um, that was cool. And then Sunday night went and saw Bill Bird. He was hilarious. Awesome. Um, yeah, the Paramount. Did your awesome. phone die on time? Yep, sure did. Excellent. I was yeah. So my phone, my thumb sensor broke a while ago, and then it magically turned back on after I let my phone die and then charged it. So I was like, but then my thumb sensor turned back off. So I was like, I'm going to let it die so I can see if that'll fix it again. It didn't, but that, that all happened on Sunday. And I was like, I'm going to make sure it dies right before Bill Burr starts his comedy show. Because like, if anyone's going to appreciate the fact that, you know, my phone's not going to be a distraction, it's him. So I just thought that was a nice sign of respect, tip of the cap. Obviously, I wouldn't have had my phone out 
during any, the show at any point anyways, but you know, I was, after I tweeted that, I was like, I'm not the problem here. Yeah. <laughs> he doesn't need me draining my battery all the way down, which it wasn't the only reason I was doing it, but yeah, I was like, I'm not the person that would have taken it out in the first place anyways. No, no, no. So, but all yeah, right. overall, great weekend. Summer's in full swing. They're just flying by. It's I can't believe it's like the second half of July already. Yeah, seriously, two weeks will be at Meltdown, and then three weeks from now, there'll be NFL preseason. What? Yeah. Wow. Whoa. Yeah. Oh, man, I didn't even think yeah. about that. I know, man. What do you think the Hawks should do about Earl Thomas? Sign him or trade him? Extend him or trade him? Yeah. Uh, which one? <laughs> I mean, that's what he said in his Instagram. Like, either give me an extension or trade me. So I'm saying just do something. I think that's all he's saying. Yeah. Right? <laughs> which would... What would I do? Yeah. I would extend his contract. I don't think Earl Thomas is done yet. Me neither. Yeah. I'm but, with you 100%. But with that said, I also think, you know, you just, I, you got to tell him soon. Yeah. Because he's obviously, if you don't extend him, he's obviously going to sit out. Yeah. I think he's pretty committed. Yeah. Right. Uh, all right. Let's see. Uh, again, Cage Sport MMA this Saturday, the 21st, 7 p.m. Uh, down at Emerald Queen Casino. All right, I guess it's about that time. Boop, 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 Cobb Topic. Cobb Topic. This one's mainly for Ted, but if people want to write in, they can. So I live right by the Texas State Cemetery, and it's just like a massive cemetery. It kind of looks like a, a, a lesser version of Arlington National Cemetery. Ted, I'm sure you're familiar being from the D.C. area, but sure. that's sort of this giant, beautiful, rolling hills cemetery of a bunch of little white crosses. And it's, um, yeah, I don't know. It's just like it, it's got some gravity to it, I guess. It's a really beautiful place. So um, I don't know. I was just driving by the big cemetery down here, and I was thinking to myself, I don't know, dude. I just have some weird thoughts sometimes. You guys know me. But I was thinking about, like, what it would be like to camp there. And I was like, It'd be kind of weird, actually, to camp by yourself there. And so, you know what? Without further ado, the cop topic this week is, would you camp alone in a cemetery overnight for $1,000? $1,000? Yeah. Think yeah, seriously about it. Think think yeah. about like being in a cemetery, sun goes down, you're just sitting there, a bunch of like headstones. Yeah, I mean, a few years ago, I would have said hell no for any amount of money. But now I think I'd do it because walk me through it. Uh, I don't know, man. I seen some shit like, I don't know. The idea of seeing a spirit or a ghost now doesn't bug me as much, especially in a cemetery. Now, if I bought a McMansion off somebody and, you know, and on the east side and the first night I'm in there, there's there's ghosts running around. That would probably spook me. But I don't know. I think a cemetery is all right. And, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I just feel like I'd do it. I, there's got to be spots to, like, I wouldn't want to do it on somewhere over where someone's buried, but if there's, like, a campsite or, like, a little spot under a tree campsite? that there wasn't, campsite. like, well, you know, just, like, a little clearing. It doesn't even a have barbecue, a fire pit or anything. Benches. No, I just meant, you know, like, a cleared out area so that I'm not camping on on top of someone's coffin, you know, six feet below me. And so, yeah, I would, uh, but I would try and like, just a thousand bucks isn't, I, I'd like to get more for it. How about but, this? What if the twist is you have to sleep in a coffin, in a hole, but there's no dirt on top of you. 
Ooh, in dude. the cemetery for a thousand. I mean, Gee. first of all, just sleeping in, I, I don't know, sleeping in a coffin by itself, and then you're lowering <laughs> me into the, like, I, I think I'm out on that one. I'll take the G just for, like, camping out in there at the nice campsite with Matt. Yeah. I'll bring the Yeti. I was going oh, to ask, can we bring, like, soda waters and spliffs and stuff? Like, Or do we have to, like, legit just sit there? You got to camp by yourself, man. That That's the key piece. All right, can I bring, can I, could I bring a sixer? Joints are allowed. And you get one six pack. It may be tall boys if you prefer. All right. Yeah, that's not bad. I mean, that's probably going to help whether or not like I see something. I like, do I'm, it. I'm Matt, two joint limit. Two joints. <laughs> I mean, I guess I'm supposed to be sleeping. Yeah, I just take an edible before I showed up. That's just <laughs> my move. <laughs> Cobb, does it spook you out living near the cemetery? No, dude, not at all. I, like The only thing that's weird about cemeteries to me, I'm not really weird about like ghosts or spirits or anything. And in fact, I love scaring people. It's one of my, my favorite hobbies. But um, what I will say is cemeteries are very bizarre to me in that I just they don't make a lot of economic sense. It's kind of weird that we put people in like formal clothes and then just bury them in a hole but have them preserved. So they're kind of just laying there. Like, it's just a really weird thing to do with bodies. And it's just the sort of accepted convention. But it's really weird, man. I'd much yeah. rather personally would be cremated and just sprinkled over somewhere beautiful. In fact, I've considered putting together a small trust fund that goes to, well, I don't want to say the person uh, just in case they listen to the cast, but that goes to someone and basically buys them plane tickets to sprinkle me on each continent. Oh, I mean, I, I will say cool. this, like cemeteries aren't as big to me because I, you know, I moved away, but like, you know, like my mom, like that's what she does. And she's just like, you know, sometimes on the weekend, she'll just be like, yeah, I'm going to the cemetery to like, you know, visit her parents or something. You know, so I think, I think yeah, there's I'm generations the that are like real used to that and that's what they do. Now I'm with you. Like, I don't know. Is it, does it, is it better visiting knowing the body's there or just, I mean, either way Dude. you're going to miss the person and they're just gone. Yeah. What's the, like, is it, like, do you have to pay to go to a cemetery, like, to, to bury someone there? Is that, like, an upfront cost? Yeah. Or you pay oh, yeah, rent? You got to buy, gotta buy the plots. Oh, okay. Like, a lot of times they'll sell them, year, like, people will buy them years before they ever die. And how much are they? Depends on the cemetery and where you want it to be. Huh. I mean, it's well, crazy. like anything, they vary greatly, but they're expensive. Yeah, I mean, the, the price of death to me, that is kind of ridiculous. And there's only, like... Cobb, you probably know this. There's only like three companies that make uh, coffins. Oh, dude, yeah. And there's one company that runs almost all the funeral homes in the U.S. It's like three initials. I can't think of the name. It's like SEC Watson or something. something? Like that. What's that? I think Watson's in there. Um, well, so I think um, no. So the problem is they bought up all these family. Um, what are those called? Uh, they're not called cemeteries. Like the the places where they process people. Not kidding. Funeral homes. Morgue? They oh. bought up all these funeral homes. No, not the morgue. That's like a city run gotcha. thing. But yeah, they bought up all these funeral homes, but they kept the family names. So when you see one, it'll be Watson's or Bonneville's or Smith's, but they're all owned by oh, okay, gotcha. one of only a few companies. But then when Costco got the coffin game, it changed it because they were yeah. just you know competing directly on price. So yeah, the whole death industry is bizarre. Very profitable, but not one I would ever want to be in personally. Just too negative. Dude, it's like little kid stuff, right? Like, they just rack up the prices on little kids, and it's like, everybody knows they're going to grow out of this, right? Like, if you buy a two-year-old a pair of Jordans, they shouldn't cost, like, anywhere near what a regular pair of them cost. Yeah. Also, don't buy your two-year-old Jordans. 
<laughs> yeah, for real. Send them to Ted. <laughs> right? Well, y'all like Air Maxes, but let's not get lost in the minutia. <laughs> uh, all right, there you go, uh, Mr. Cobb. We will see you soon. Hell yeah. All right, that'll be awesome. Uh, what else? Cobb, enjoy that giant. You're doing that giant river float thing this weekend? I think so. It's 50-50. We'll see. There's uh, there's some pushback amongst the ranks, so I don't know. But wait, are we casting next week? Aren't you going to be in studio? No, we got one more week before that. Yeah, one more week. Uh, Yeah, we are casting next week. I was just going to say, man, even if you don't float it after, like, Saturday, like, I I always recommend just go to the beer garden. I bet it'll be fun. (laughs) Yeah, dude, that's actually a good call. I don't know if I can get into the beer garden because it's like a ticketed festival. So I think tickets are like 100 bucks a day. But All right. wow. your boy might hit up Craigslist to try to cra- grab some for 20. We might just float the river and not deal with the festival itself. I don't know. We'll I mean, see. Yeah, even like Bite of Seattle. I've been to that and just hung out in the beer garden. We're like, man, this is fun. When yeah, is dude, Bite I think Seattle. you and I were at this a beer weekend. garden at Bite it's of Seattle or Chive Fest. And it was a good time. Yeah, yeah. Bite of Seattle this weekend? Yeah, man. All right, so there you go. There's episode uh, 227. Again, shout out to uh, Jack Hay and 227 for those people that actually get that joke. I appreciate you. I appreciate you being diligent and following me on a 227 reference. Diligent! <laughs> uh, all right, for MCTP, for Cobb, and me, Ted Smith, this is the podcast. Cheers. Such a 